0: Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby.
1: Well, we're back. Uh, this is John Katsimatidis. And it, Rita, it looks like everybody is stealing away from us the Common Sense logo. Yes. I mean, everybody is talking common sense. I mean, they're up in New Hampshire. And they're talking about oh, we're the Common Sense Party. I mean, should, we should have uh, you know trademarked
2: Trademark- it. Trademarked? Trademark-
1: Trademark- yes. By the way, that, that's the sign. On common sense?
3: We need a lawyer to tell us that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean,
1: judge we're in the studio. We have Judge Weinberg, a Common Sense Democrat. And a common sense... I don't know if I can say common sense uh, <laughs> GOP guy, Tony Carbonetti. I don't know. I got to check with your old boss how much common sense you got. We should <laughs> get him on the phone. We should get him on the phone, okay? That should be and, the first question. There's so many things to talk about. Everybody's talking about... It. Nobody Nobody has stopped talking about the Gilgo uh, murders. Murders, yes. And Rudy's going to talk about there that. There are some really there's bizarre details. Of, look, wow. And, and this morning I was one with Sid, and we talked about that... that uh, this guy has to know something who else is involved and you know what the crazy thing is we hope he doesn't have a, a jeff epstein suicide
2: yeah there's by the way the first woman who called in shannon gilbert who reported the whole thing said there are some guys Chasing me. Guys, plural. So that opens the door There's to a lot of things. There's more than meets
1: the eye, and hopefully someday we'll find out. Let's see. We'll see what Rudy knows, too. And the other thing we got to talk about. The heat. The whales. The and whales. the heat. They're killing
2: all whales. I mean, they're going all the way up to the Verizon bricks to get away from whoever's killing them. Well, I think, you know what's killing them? My sense it's the windmills. It's the sonar. It's the drilling. Those, those environmentalists, they're wrong. Yeah. They're killing all whales. And you know, John, if you look at a map and you see where they're doing the windmills, it's like, and the whales are washing up. Uh, Tony, I don't believe uh, in coincidence. No, there's no coincidence. Has they're someone told the whales? whales
3: if they come further north, uh, they're subject to congestion pricing? <laughs> <laughs> they got to stay down there.
1: We're going to have Rudy on now to tell us what the heck is going on. But right after Rudy, Steve takes, Dr. Sky, guess what? The reason it's not the it's not the uh, fossil fuels it's not the carbon it, it heats up to 110 120 guess what the sun is exploding it has special flares going out and the sun has had major major quakes and we hope it doesn't knock out the electric power. Could you imagine having an electric car? Wow. You know, you have an electric car. You won't be able to, to listen to anybody. You wouldn't be able to uh
4: You
2: just sit uh, there d- in a drive drive on the anybody. road.
4: Just sit there on the road.
1: Yeah.
2: No air, you can sit on the rugs, no air conditioning. I was going to say, right. no air conditioning. You're going to die. But you know what's interesting, John? You and also Steve Cates have some interesting information that you won't hear anywhere else. Yes. So you got to make sure you tune in. Only
1: on WABC. You find out what the heck is going on. We were the first ones to report all this stuff. Let's go. I, I'm going to have. Who's going to introduce Mayor Rudy Giuliani? Tony to Carbonetti. I'm happy to do it. Tony. Tony Carbonetti. Tell us about Rudy.
3: <laughs> mayor Giuliani is the finest mayor this city, the greatest mayor this city has ever Agreed. seen Agreed. and ever yes. will see. And as I walk down the street today, people say to me all the time, "I wish your old boss was back." Okay, that's what and. and by God, he will go down in history as a a model for the entire country, and here he is, Mayor Giuliani. You with us? Uh, thank you, Tony. That's very, very, very much appreciated. Thank you. How uh,
1: are you, Mayor? Everybody's I'm going. Okay. Everybody's going crazy over this Gilgo Beach thing. Well, what should? What do it's you know a, that we don't
2: know yet? Well, and Rudy, you went what? to all the spots. I mean, you were I you did, have been.
5: I. Did. On I. It. I, I um, I was very interested in this when it happened back then. I have a friend who lived a part time um, at, at that time, at, at that beach, right, right near right near that beach. And uh, so he kept me informed about it as the different things were uncovering. And um, it, 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 first of all, it's, a, it's very confusing as to how many would be included with the serial killer. People will be guessing at that right now, but you have here also the possibility of corruption, cover up uh, the police commissioner who investigated this case with whom there were many, many problems. And the families, particularly the original family, whose a girl was uh, was kidnapped, really.
2: Yeah. Shannon Gilbert. Fight. Shannon you know, Gilbert. I mean,
5: they, they felt that I mean, they, they felt that he wasn't investigating it properly because they were prostitutes. I don't think that was the case because a lot of these serial killing cases involve prostitutes and um, I have done enough homicide investigations to know when you get into that level of crime, homicide, terrorism, you don't even think about you don't even think about the the morality of the victim or lack of morality. I investigated homicides of, you know, 100 people that were killed by the mafia. And I investigated them as if they were, you know, cardinal agents. Or Dolan. So I doubt that. Now, could there have been some kind of um, prostitution organization out in Suffolk County that uh, the cops were using, the politicians were using, and they were afraid that an investigation of this would lead to that? I think if you talk to Curtis, you'll find out that he, he sort of thinks that. A lot of people think that. And that may be ultimately where this goes. But right now, here's what it is. This guy, Rex Howerman, who's a New York City architect, who lives in Massapequa in a middle-class home, in a middle-class neighborhood that's beautiful and pristine, has the one house in that neighborhood that looks like a haunted house. It looks like a piece of junk, a piece of crap, and it stands out. And it's been standing out for 20 years. He lives there with his, we think, his wife two children want a special needs child and he was arrested for three murders and suspect on a fourth and the three murders would be three of the group of women who were called the Gilgo four and they were they got, they, they went missing from about 2007 to 2010 different times but they all fit a very very close similar description they're all small. In fact, three of them are under five feet, and one, which is a little bit of an aberration, was five, five They're all wrapped in burlap, and they often say they were buried on the beach. They were not buried on the beach. They were disposed of in a very tightly wrapped burlap bag, and they were put right off the highway. You, I'm sure all of you know this island. It's Ocean Parkway right along the beach that goes from Jones Beach to Robert Moses Parkway and Beach and ultimately to Fire Island. If you could drive to Fire Island, it's a very long, beautiful parkway right along the ocean. So around the area of Cedar Beach, they found four of these women within 50 feet of each other. You would not call them buried. You'd call them
6: kind of hidden in
5: the shrubs, about 50 feet off the highway. Four of them there, almost clearly the work of one person. But they could not solve this and the way, uh, for 13 years. The way they actually found the bodies was another another girl named Shannon Gilbert went missing in 2010. She was making these frantic calls to 911 saying that she was going to be killed, going to be killed at four o'clock in the morning. That's the last anybody hears from her. And she runs off into it. She runs off into a doctor's house and then into a swamp. And after three or four months, they finally take her mother's pleas seriously. And they go searching for her. And in searching for her, they find the four girls I just mentioned she was not buried there she was found oh about a half a mile away kind of in a swamp not buried at all in any way not covered or in fact the only thing they found when they ultimately found it was a skeleton
2: rudy what do you think the the fact that there's the difference um between the two Um, and and i also you know you you talked about the former uh police commissioner James Burke um you know the disgraced former uh police commissioner who was arrested he was jailed in 2016 for battering a thief who stole a bag of porn and sex ties from his car sex toys um also Burke uh also once slept with a prostitute in his police car while wearing his uniform so i mean and this is the guy who was supposed to be investigating this case uh yep, what do uh-huh. you think
5: well, and also, you know, let's make it a little more complicated even. The district attorney who Tony will remember really well because he gave a very hard time to a friend of ours, for which I will never forgive him, always thought he was a creep. He was covering up for him, Spago. and Spago went to jail for corruption, for obstruction of justice, for kind of doing what they do for Biden. He covered up the case for the police commission, which tells you maybe, this is getting a little further into the into the structure of Suffolk County. By that, I mean, they were not, well, he appointed him, so that would be one reason. But covering up a case, you're not going to just do it. It would seem to me there'd be the only two reasons that a guy like Spago would cover up a case. One, he's going to get a lot of money for it. Two, he's involved in some way, or very important people are involved. This, uh, as far as I know, the um, Burke, the commissioner did not have a huge amount of money. So if Spago put himself out, he's in jail now, Spago. If Spago put himself out to commit a major federal felony, which, you know, is similar to the ones committed in Washington that they disregard. But here they prosecuted it and they put him in jail for like two or three years.
3: Well, Mayor, this guy they caught, I would assume, has no reason or loyalty to any of these people.
5: Now, bottom line, and, I don't
1: know if, I don't this if he's guy connected
5: to d- them at all. I have no idea. This could be two separate, those four girls,
1: could and be, the one I be. just
5: told you about could be two separate things.
1: Yeah, yeah. But but if he, if he does know something, they should keep a good a guard on him and not com- have him uh, commit suicide no, no, by accident. No, no, right. now, you mean like Jeffrey right. Epstein? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. He
5: probably killed ten people, not four. Yeah. Because there are altogether, you got about <laughs> fourteen bodies that have to be accounted for. Yeah. We just talked about only five of them. Yeah. And not only that, he he actually, get, uh, and that would have been the conclusion you reached from the evidence that you have about ten, but. He tried to pick up some girl. I guess it was about six months ago. uh, uh, And he was in a bar with her. And at some point, he started talking to her. Howerman did about the Gilgo Beach murders. Asked her if she knew about it. She vaguely did. And he told her that 10 people were murdered by the murderer. Now, No one knew that right i mean i I mean maybe you could have found that somewhere in a speculation but the speculation has been eight it's been 13
2: it's been 18 it's been 12 18 yeah but he
5: got he's got the right number from what i can see with the cases i analyzed
2: by the way rudy too did you see today um chief rodney harrison the commissioner there in suffolk county came out and said 200 Guns, ninety four permits. Yeah, he had 90, permits for yeah, ninety four of them, and you know, he had two hundred guns and a big cash. And who, like who signed the permits?
0: Ah. that's the question.
2: Yes, that I thought the same thing, John.
1: Yeah, I mean somebody has to have a record. Who who gives ninety four permits out to one person? To an architect, you know, it's
2: I mean, a dangerous some, job. Yeah, exactly right.
5: And remember, and remember the uh, the the original girls that were found were strangled. But the others that they're looking at
1: that seem to be connected to him, many of them were shot. And the other so the he, other DA that went to jail was DA Spoda. Yeah, and Spoda
5: went, went to jail co- covering up for the police commissioner. Burke. Who they believe was covering up for Somebody, who, Somebody. Was,
2: who was caught with prostitutes. And these women were escorts through Craigslist. I mean, it's fairly similar. You know, yeah. we don't know, but boy.
1: All right. We got to warrant. Rudy, stay on top yeah. of it. We got to get down to the bottom of it. Thank you for uh, for everything you've Thank done you. for our city. Bye and yeah. we're going to fight together because there's 51 city council seats coming up. And if we don't win a majority of them, this city is screwed. hundred percent, John. I'm with you. Okay. Thank you, Rudy. We love you. Thank you, you, Rudy.
5: Great.
2: Let's take a break right now. And when we come back. We have Dr. Sky who's going to talk about what's really going on with the heat. It's not real thing. The sun is having
1: explosions. And Dr. Sky will tell us more about it. And if we
2: lose the grid, then we're in deep doo-doo. Boy, are we. Some big exclusive info coming up next.
0: A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsumatidis and Rita Cosby, Cats and Cosby on seventy seven WABC.
1: Well, now let's find out what's going on on the sun with us today. Is Doctor Sky a good friend, uh, otherwise known as Steve Cates. He's with me every uh, uh, Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning, and uh, he's with uh, Frank uh, Morano often.
7: Steve Cates, what the heck is going on with the sun? Well, good evening to you, John, Rita, Richard, and Tony. Wow, the sun is literally breaking all kinds of rules as the weather. I'm sitting here in the epicenter of hell from Phoenix, Arizona. And today, John, the temperature will be 114 degrees Fahrenheit. We're about to break an 18-day record. I'll get a look of this, 110-degree heat, which was last set back in June of 1974 and our humidity is twenty three percent, and a dew point of sixty five. That's pretty bizarre, but and it's not due, it's not
1: due to global warming like uh, some people would like to believe. What's going no. on in the sun?
7: Well, all things of old weather, John, as we know, comes from the sun. So here's what's happened in the short version. Back on the fourteenth, we had a massive solar event that took place—a large flare-like event blasted off the sun. They call them coronal mass ejections, and right behind that. There was another one of these events that happened. So the first one, which was a faster one, caught up with the slower one. And in the astronomy world, they call this a cannibal CME, meaning the first one ate the energy of the slower one, combined it into a bigger one, and what do you get? You get these things called these whole geomagnetic storms. They rate them as far as G1 through G5. So right now, technically we're going through a G1 solar storm which means that if people are out at night, no guarantee on this, you never can tell, just like the weather, there's the possibility of seeing the northern rot lights that is in more southern latitudes. People who listen to WABC up in Canada and up in Europe, they may see this all the time. But this is unusual, John, because Solar Cycle 25 is literally just pumping out so much energy. It's not so good if we live in this digital world. What say you? (laughs)
1: Well, the, the digital world, I, I said that we're worried, or you were worried, I was worried about mm-hmm. the effect it would have on our satellites, the effect it would have on our grid. And, uh, uh, you know, damn, damn, I mean, uh, yes. it, if it, if it knocks out the grid, uh, well, somebody said, well, I got a generator. I said, the generator is good for two to ten days.
7: What do you, you, you right. live in
1: a stone age after that. <laughs>
7: Absolutely. You know, it's really amazing because let's talk about this in perspective. People weren't around, most of us, of course, not anybody I know. In 1859, we had the Great Carrington event, and that was supposedly way off the charts that even telegraph lines in the old Victorian Internet, no phones and computers, the phone lines or the telegraph lines actually went on fire. But if you go back into deep history, this is even more amazing. There was something called the Mayaki event that happened in 774 A.D., a massive solar storm, 12 times more powerful than the Carrington event. And closer to home, John, a solar storm on August 4th, 1972. How about this? When we were fighting the war in Vietnam, the U.S. Navy mined Baha'i Pong Far Harbor in North Vietnam. The solar flares actually triggered off the Navy mines in the ocean. So the effects of the sun are, you know, felt far and wide.
1: Wow. our so, uh, life, our uh, life, our yeah. uh, past, uh, I mean, our uh, past, forget the past is past. The future depends on the stability of our sun.
7: Yes, it does. And that's exactly what's happening right now where it's not so stable. And again, you know, people know this. They're pretty smart as we live in this technology age. Way back when, 100 years ago, we didn't have any of this technology. So our low-Earth orbit satellites, including the Starlink satellites, they have to have a caution about them because Elon has lost a number of these satellites. When these solar flares trigger... They excite those atmospheric layers to even higher altitudes in space, which causes more friction. And many of those satellites just literally burned up and dropped out of the sky. But then the question they're going to ask Steve Cates, Dr. Sky, is what can we do about all this? Really, the most honest answer you'll ever get from anybody is really not much of anything. Mother Nature rules the roost. And once again, like you and I, John, agree, not necessarily the global warming thing is concentrated all on human factors, But all weather comes from the sun, and the craziest solution that I've heard was to generate some kind of nuclear fusion engines to push the Earth, you and I talked about this. Maybe three tenths of its orbit percentage out into space. Well, I,
1: I will call uh, Captain Kirk uh, <laughs> in the twenty fourth century and say we need to we need to push don't the Earth Don't give the liberals any
3: ideas; they'll start I charging mean, us for that next.
2: Didn't he have the whale, God, John? What was the thing with the, the whales. They, well, they, Captain Kirk? Had what had was the whales. it? Yeah, Captain it, Kirk was, had the whales, right? Start,
1: yeah, and 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 look, you're one smart scientist, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Steve. What's yes. happening to these whales? My, my estimation is what these windmills are trying to put up, these environmentalists trying to put up the windmills, are killing our whales.
7: Well, John, there's an interesting story. Again, I'm not an oceanographer, but I'll give you this take you're asking me. Here it is. I think with all the high-frequency energy that we have coming from space, I'm talking about some man-made frequencies, gigahertz frequencies. Somehow, my theory is, that these particular frequencies might interfere with the brains and navigation systems of not only the whales, but also of you know birds that are flying around. A lot of times with these solar storms, there's a loss of migratory patterns that a lot of these birds have. So why not the whales? That's even more important because those sounds, we talked about it last week, the loudest sounds in the world not only are rockets or explosions like Krakatoa or these great volcanoes, but I was amazed as you and I talked about 215 decibels is the clicking sound of a sperm whale under the ocean but maybe these high energy frequencies that are propagated all over the world and again maybe these windmills and things like that but my take is I think there's frequencies that interfere with the brains of these different situations I, I agree
1: well. 100% yeah. Now if everybody remembers Star Trek 3 or Star Trek 4 yeah. uh, the uh, the whale god well, the whales disappeared on Earth, and the whale god was coming to get even Earth. And, 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 uh, Captain Kirk had to go back to the 21st century to, to and, and get some whales and return them to the 24th century. So maybe absolutely. we're in the midst of all this. You know, you know? something? I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, <laughs> but what kind of coincidence is it? Yeah, that? Yeah, well, there's some interesting absolutely. things in there. You know,
4: that turned out so. to be right. Before the whale gods show up, I just want the record to be clear. That's some of my best friends are whales.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're not going go, to talk, yeah, talk about their eating habits. I'm not talking about yeah. We're not going to talk about their eating habits. Steve Cates,
1: go. please, I'm available 24 seven to keep WABC listeners, uh, uh, you know, informed. Uh, Steve, uh, you know, Frank Morano is on uh, all night uh, to keep the people informed and. If, if you see a, anything that we should know about, please call us at Texas right away.
7: Absolutely. Proud to be with you and your station, John, and all the great people that are there. Thank you for having this opportunity that we can share this and what well, open people's minds and, to what and, they may and, not and, hear. And Steve,
1: we're the only yeah. ones telling them this. Yeah, nobody else and is nobody talking else is about telling this. Absolutely.
2: This is so Absolutely. eye-opening. Steve, you always have the best stuff. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you really. so much.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Both. Okay.
1: Now, who do we have coming up? Yeah. Uh, uh, away from the whales, away from the sun, you know, the, the earth coming to an end. We have Carl Rowe. Yeah, we've got That
2: to... says the United States will come to an end if there's a uh, three party system. Absolutely. And do we want to go to Carl now? We want let's to go, go to, to Carl. All right. Let's go to Carl because of the three party system. And John, big event today in New Hampshire. No labels with. Joe Manchin and also Governor Huntsman. Uh, so the question is, could is there Joe be Manchin a viable a for third party? That's the big question, Carl. Can you answer it?
8: Well, let me first of all say I, I didn't know that I was wandering into the middle of a trekkie convention.
2: Carl, you, with,
1: you, know, with you, with you know why? You know, you know why it's 120 in degrees in out? One you know why it's 120 degrees out? Because the because the, the, it, the because sun it, is explosions. There's explosions in the sun right now.
8: There we go. Um, look, first of all, let me be clear. I'm I'm sort of an advocate of three of third parties. After all, I'm a Republican, and we were the third party in 1856 and 1860. So I'm, I'm, I'm it's a, they're a necessary corrective to the system. My my point is uh, today. I was on Fox talking about this. My point is is that the conditions are such that that we could have a third party candidate having a significant impact. And not just simply the popular vote, but the Electoral College in 2024, because um, people aren't enthusiastic about their choices. Uh, Economist YouGov poll, 59% of Americans don't want Biden to run for another term. 26% favor him running. 56% don't want Trump running again. 33% favor him. And then a really interesting CNN poll, they said, okay, they gave him three options, Trump, Biden, or neither thirty three percent trump thirty two biden thirty one percent neither. Wow, to wow. Give you a
9: comparison
8: to give you a comparison in 2020 when it was Biden versus Trump, only five percent of Americans said neither and in 2012 when it was Obama versus Romney. Only three percent said neither. Now, the, you know those were numbers near the end of the campaign. This one is at the beginning, but it shows a significant level of dissatisfaction, which could work to the advantage of, of whichever party understands that dissatisfaction and, uh, and and sculpts its campaign in a way to take advantage of. it.
2: So do we have an Abe Lincoln? Uh, you were talking about uh, obviously the history before. Do we have that moment at this time?
8: Well, you know, the, 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 I think that no labels people are hoping that that's, you know, uh, Joe Manchin. Um, you know, I think he was in better shape to be, uh, a, a significant player before he decided to back the, um, uh, inflation, re- so called inflation reduction act. But look, I, my my point is that we don't know how this is going to play out. It's going to be one weird election and it could play out very, very, uh, strangely, atypical because people are dissatisfied with the two front runners. And, you know, one party or the other may decide, you know, rather than taking somebody's damaged goods, we're going to pick a fresh face. They'll gain an advantage. But with 31 percent of the American people, Ross saying, Perot. I don't want either one of those two yeah, guys getting electoral votes. Well, that's the yeah.
4: college. Richard Weinberg, that's the interesting thing, because you raise an interesting point. If it has an impact on the Electoral College, that means that one one of the states will go for this third party candidacy. And you don't have a sufficient number to win the electoral college, then throws it into the House of Representatives call with the newly yeah. Congress, a newly elected Congress, and the newly elected Congress will vote, the, and they right. vote by the, state. The, the one, newly one, one, one elected. Per state. They vote, that's one right. Vote per state. Listen, that's very important, John. Listen to this. Yeah. It's one per state, which means yeah. that the Republicans will win more states, even though they have yeah. fewer houses. Wow. Right.
1: There. Wow. Right. Is that correct, wow. I didn't know
8: that. Remember, though, we got we got we got a very complicated other alternative even before we get to go into the House of Representatives, because if you take a look at it, what happens if you have a, uh, a candidate who eats into the Biden numbers in places like Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Nevada and New Hampshire, all of which were close and turns those votes into the Republican column? Or what happens if uh, it's it's other states that are similarly close on the Republican side that, that where people bail out for the third party candidate. And and it, even if they got like 10 percent of the vote, it, it could have it'd be very damaging to the Republican Republicans in places that they narrowly won last time around. So, the, you know, look, the, 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 the third parties typically fizzle out at the end. The last time we had a significant impact was 1992, where uh, Ross Perot. Uh, basically, you know, it took a lot of Republican votes that would have otherwise gone to to George H. W. Bush, and the election went to went to uh, to uh, Bill Clinton with a yep. majority in the Electoral College. But we could find ourselves back in a place. Uh, I'm not certain we've been there since 1828, where where it goes to the House of Representatives. But we've had two elections in our country's history, 1828, and you may not remember this. But the the other children, time that the, went to the House of Representatives was 1800 and the election of Thomas Jefferson.
4: But what about didn't you have that problem, too, with Tilden, Governor Tilden in New York towards the end of the 20th, uh, the 19th no, that century? It
8: was a different 1876. That's a different conflict because the votes of Florida, of several southern states where the black, black, black Republican vote was being wiped out by violence on a scale that's hard for us to comprehend the votes of places like Louisiana and Florida were up for grabs because the the vote totals were you know the election was basically being stolen by southern southern whites attempting to recover political power by by, by basically taking away the votes of black Republicans. Well, Carl Rove, yeah, we're waiting to see.
1: We're, we're, that, you, know, you, you gave us a history lesson. Carl Rove, we're going to see what's happening in New Hampshire tonight with the town hall meetings that, that uh, Joe Manchin is having and Huntsman. And uh, let's tune in tomorrow. We'll find out what the heck is going on. Thank you so much. Exactly. Thank so, you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Take care, Carl. Bye-bye.
2: Thank you. And let's take a break right now. And we come back is... We're going to be talking about air quality. And also, Peter Mihalos has something really blockbuster about peanut butter. And we have Bill O'Reilly. At 545, awesome show. Bill O'Reilly. He's going to tell you what the heck is really going on. Let's take
1: a break.
0: Your community. And Cosby. Now here's John Cantzamantidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: Well, is the world coming to an end, Rita? Well, it might be between the heat wave and the air quality, uh, and our whales dying, and our whales dying. But uh, remember, they did come back in Star Trek, so maybe they'll come back for us too. What do you think, Tony Carbonetti? Well,
3: I don't know. When you watch Star Trek, everything's coming to coming true. They yes. Have, yes, everything, everything you can, your that your happens in Star Trek, your screen. You can. You know what they're here.
1: saying, Tony. You know what they're saying. Gene Roddenberry had a uh, a, gr- a grandfather that was in the intelligence uh, world, and he wrote Star Trek. And it's sometimes the CIA or the the Department of Defense they don't want to surprise people; they feed the movie people information. So they were easing us into. Well, yes. AI,
3: AI is the uh, Terminator.
2: That's what I was right? just thinking it's, of. AI, AI is a classic
1: is example. AI a lot of crap.
2: It does Terminator, work. though. It's a it do- movie. Yeah, but it, it doesn't work. Let's go. Let's go. Who do we have? Well, we have someone who is always working, the Commissioner of Emergency Management. That's a 24-7 yes, job. That is. A is that, is that, is that is the world burning down? Is Canada burning down? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Mr. Commissioner? Great to have you here. Because of the air quality, we're on sort of an alert again. What's going on? <laughs>
9: It is great
6: to be on. It's great to, uh, to be with you both. So uh, thank you for having me on. Um, look, this is, uh, this is the new normal. Um, you know, we've got a lot of fires going on in, in Canada. Um, and we've got extreme weather, as you've been talking about, all over the place. We've got record amounts of high heat down in the southwest. We've had extraordinary amounts of rainfall up here in the northeast. Uh, what happened in Bucks County uh, over the weekend was incredibly tragic uh, with the loss of a number of lives. Uh, we have our search and rescue teams actually deployed up to Vermont over the last week, helping out with the floods up there. They should be back tomorrow. They did incredible work uh, helping a lot of folks up there. And on top of all of this extreme weather, we're also dealing with air pollution.
1: Well, I mean, I, what's the status of the fires in, uh, in Canada
6: so, so they're still going, and, you know, as long as, as they are burning and as long as they are struggling to get them under control, uh, we're going to be susceptible to air pollution from, California, uh, from from Canadian wildfires. And so, you know, in early June, um, it hit us pretty badly. It looks like uh, we were concerned for tomorrow, but it looks like uh, tomorrow will only be in what's called a moderate category, which is, you know, essentially unhealthy for – On a scale of zero um, to
1: 500?
6: On a scale of zero to five hundred, that's correct. Yeah. That's, what's, uh, what's what do you
1: think tomorrow is going to be?
6: So the forecast that they put out, and one of the things about forecasting air quality, it is it is very very difficult to do. So they release the forecast at three p.m. for the following day, and for tomorrow they have it at a hundred, which is moderate. So. it's it, it's not in the unhealthy for. Now let me ask you a
1: silly question. You know, behavior. like we talked about with the what's going on with the sun and the reason uh, uh, it's not it's not uh, why the earth is so hot right now. Uh, nobody talks about the truth about those fires, and I've talked to some of the ministers up in Canada, and they've caught a lot of people setting those fires, but nobody talks about it. I mean, it's sad.
6: Yeah. I mean, look, my my job here in, in, in emergency management is is to really just make sure that the city is, the, is prepared and that New Yorkers are prepared for these types of extreme events. And, you know, it's like any emergency, you know, in, in emergency management, we talk about blue skies and gray skies. Blue skies is what we do when, when and there's not an emergency going on. Gray skies is when our team is operating during an emergency, unfortunately. We have a lot more at, what point, at what point, Commissioner,
1: at what point should uh, people consider wearing their uh, their 95 masks?
2: The, uh, the KN95s, right? Yeah,
6: yeah. so, you know, the health guidance is really based on the individual. So for, you know, some people with, with real heart conditions or asthma or lung conditions, they might want to be wearing a mask in the moderate range when you're just above, you know, 50 to 100. I think for your average New Yorker, you want to start thinking about that. When you're in the unhealthy for uh, in the unhealthy category of of uh, 150 AQI, which is the red zone or more, certainly once you get into the hazardous category of over 300. Uh, that's when really everybody should be should be masked up going outside
2: well you know it's so scary cuz the humidity like it's so like you think about if it does get to the you know unhealthy range thank goodness not tomorrow but it is so hot and to have that combo with the air quality that's just Let me tell really you I dangerous. was out in
1: the uh, Long Island and the Hamptons this weekend uh some of my uh, uh air quality uh machines in in the bedroom and things they weren't running because the filters were so dirty. Ah, okay. And since I didn't have any uh, 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 any new filters because we didn't order any, you know what we did? We took the good old vacuum cleaner and vacuumed <laughs> the, 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 the old The old trick.
6: Well, well, well mister and anytime you want to invite me out to the Hamptons, I will come and clean those air filters for you. First. Wow.
1: <laughs> uh, thank you so much. You might much. even get a lunch. And you uh, listen, I, I guarantee one thing, there's no sharks in my
2: pool. <laughs> what about business sharks? Uh, oh, you never know. <laughs> you never know about that. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you, Commissioner. And uh, Keep so us much. informed. Thank you so much. Thank I you
6: will for sure. Thank you.
2: And now, who do we have? We now, have Dr. Mihalos. Yes, who's got some big bombshells? This was a huge headline about peanut butter. This better not be true. Cancer. This is true. It that is, well, let's ask the, our resident genius. Tell us, uh,
1: slowly so everybody knows, me and you, we had lunch yesterday with a bunch of friends, and we t- the, the word peanuts came up, and then peanut butter came up. And uh, but, if you don't treat it correctly, uh, it, what, it's the number one cause of what?
10: Well, it's not the number one cause. What happens is in the old days they used to have barrels with peanut butter uh, or peanuts in them. They used to be able to shop, but you don't see those anymore. Because what they figured out is that when peanut butter is left around during the harvest, during the storage, during the preparation, uh, what happens is that uh, uh, aflatoxins, which are a toxic metabolite of a fungus called aspergillus, and when that fungus starts growing, It starts making these aflatoxins, and they've been associated with hepatocellular carcinoma, which is a way to say liver cancer. So that's something that's uh, real, and especially in areas where there's higher temperature, higher humidity, and sometimes you have these small backyard batches, that little companies that make these uh, batches of peanut butter, and people think, oh, this is great. But they sampled peanut butter around the United States, and they found that 40% 40% of them do contain aflatoxins. We can tolerate a small wow. amount. Our immune system can fight it. But when it's higher than that, there's a higher incidence of uh, liver cancer and even some cases of pancreatic cancer. If you look at Jimmy Carter's family, with we were peanut farmers who were eating a lot of peanut butter. Almost everyone in that family uh, had. Uh, he's 105. Cancer. Yeah, he's still you're not, holding on. He didn't like peanuts. He was the politician, and he wasn't hanging out there. He, was he didn't on have nuclear time submarines. to eat peanuts. He was, he was in Washington and on nuclear submarine. So the rest of the family that was back in Georgia eating the peanuts, they all had problems with that type of cancer. And how did and they he say back- in
1: Brooklyn the, the rest of the family took the pipe? <laughs>
10: and he's, al- he's alive because of an am- amazing medicine made in the United States that's keeping him alive from metastatic melanoma. But that's a whole other story. And but Dr. Peter,
2: Dr. Peter, I was reading, correct me if I'm wrong, but, cause I was so fascinated about this. Um, and, and I have a relative who has like allergies to peanut, which a lot of people do. Um, but I want to ask you, is it because the, the nut, like it's a, it's softer so fungus can get in? Am I right? It was something, it's easier to penetrate no. the peanut, right?
10: It is, but also the Aspergillus fungus. I
2: can't believe I knew that.
10: (laughs) It loves humidity. It loves humidity and it loves the higher temperature. And also, it can be found in things like rice, tree nuts, and some dried foods. The thing is, again, you want to have a clean food supply. When you have peanut butter, people leave it out. It's best to refrigerate it. And what I do in my household is I try to consume it within two, maximum three weeks. Some people have peanut butter sitting in the refrigerator. For six months, it's not a good idea. Well, oh, you know, Marco,
1: it's, it's, Mine doesn't last <laughs> and, that long.
10: And the other thing that people do is they take their spoon, put it in their mouth with their bacteria from their mouth, and then they go back into the same peanut butter and spoon it out. And then, so they, say, and then they say, do you bacteria. want some? Do you want that.
2: some? <laughs> exactly. Like, can, I make, can I make you a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> right. so, you're like, I'm full. But, but a butter is still,
10: is still great. But the last thing I want to mention, because you mentioned the fires, remind people to change the cabin filters on their cars, the HEPA filters. I changed mine after the first uh, Canadian wildfire. Good point. It was black like soot. So reminding. And also the people with small babies, small children, lungs, COPD, asthma, I advise you to go into the room. Put on a HEPA air filter and stay in the room with the windows closed because I have a detector that measures the particles in the air and my alarm was going off for the first time with these wildfires. But when I locked the windows, put on the HEPA filter, it all went back to normal. So it's healthier because our How lungs are like a vacuum How you HEPA? Well, I
1: mean, have you, not everybody's heard about it. What's a HEPA
10: filter? Well, H-E-P-A, it just means that the micro microparticles, that it's able to take out particles that are the size that are related to like a fire, burning wood. And the other thing that's in that smoke is also some of houses are burned like, and they have formaldehyde particle board furniture. The same thing with what happened at 9-11. A lot of well, the problem with cancer was because a lot of the furniture in that building that burned was made out of formaldehyde particle board, and formaldehyde is a known carcinogen. That's why we talk about things like even the white paper that they use on cigarettes. And yes, the last make- thing,
1: and we have to take a break, the last thing, you, ha- you have to change the filters in some of the new modern cars that have filters.
10: Well, a lot of the cars, even the last 20 years, have a cabin filter, so uh, it doesn't have to be a modern car. After 1990, they were putting filters in cars, but you'll find, like I did, mine was like black and gray, so I advise that people put a clean filter, and at at home, even your air conditioning filters, you'll find that they'll be a lot dirtier during this wildfire period. So you want to breathe healthy, clean air, especially with small children or anybody with asthma, BOPD or heart condition.
1: Dr. Peter Mihalos, thank you so much. Uh, And now we have to take a break. And when we come back, Bill O'Reilly has a lot of revelations.
0: It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. And joining us now is the mega best-selling author, Bill O'Reilly. Of course, he hosts Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly every night on WABC, 9 to 10 p.m. Bill, so much to talk about. Uh, I know you want to talk about uh, Gilgo Beach especially, too, as well.
9: Yeah, when I was 18 um, and heading off to uh, college in September, that summer... I was a lifeguard and then water safety instructor for the town of Babylon, and that's Gilgo Beach. So I've known that area my whole life, and it's a beautiful area. Um, It's not well-trafficked like Jones Beach. It goes Jones Beach, Tobey, Gilgo, Cedar Beach, Robert Moses. That's the sequence on Ocean Parkway. Um, And it is an idyllic place. I mean, they could have shot the Frankie and Annette Beach movies there, full of surfers, just gorgeous. But now it's haunted forever. And um, when I first uh, heard about the killings 12 years ago, I immediately knew that would be a good spot to plant corpses because the brush is so thick and it's tidal and people just don't go back off the beach path. They don't go on the other side of Ocean Parkway because it's just too dense and there's thorns everywhere and you know even uh rabbits have a hard time in there but i feel bad and i wrote a message of the day on billoreilly.com that the whole story centers around evil and a lot of people these days because evil is a theological component good versus evil that's the basis of christianity and judaism um and because of that theology component, evil is not even mentioned in schools anymore, public schools. And we live in a in a society now, a secular society, where they equivocate on everything. I mean, if you sold heroin in my Levittown neighborhood when I was growing up, you were an evil SOB. You were shunned. Now, some hard-news drug dealers are considered cool. It's really, really frightening what's happening. But this Tobey thing is evil, and Massapequa Park, the guy living there in your neighborhood, hey, I don't think this is all that unusual. Evil is everywhere.
2: You know, Bill, what did you make of the fact that um, they took, like, a huge cache of weapons from his house? Uh, I think they said 200 weapons. I mean, isn't that bizarre? He's a nut. But how did and he get the them? How did, that, you know, that begs the question, who, you know, who kept giving all these gun permits to this guy? He's an architect.
9: Well, I think that his wife um, has got to enter into the picture somewhere. I mean, this is a bizarre human being. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if he um, got 200 guns and, and the authorities should know and publicize uh, how he got them, we should all know that. But um, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty, and I am a big due process fan. But this guy did it, and and I think he'll confess.
3: Bill, it's to Tony. Many more than three. He, he, Yeah, I mean, you, you know this. All everything you hear about serial killers, they try to blend in, and this guy had the crazy looking house. And you don't think the guys at the precinct said he's got ni- he's an architect? What's he got ninety four gun permits for? You don't think that right. ever came up?
9: Well, look, I mean, we live in a in a country where privacy is respected. Um, you know, the people in his neighborhood didn't know him. He didn't associate with anybody. But here's an interesting question for you, WABC listeners. The drug gangs in New York City that routinely go out and shoot up other people, are they serial killers? Hmm. Are they? Do you consider them serial killers, criminals, the serial who criminals? Yeah, they should down be on the street every day, and, and we'll use them um, very casually. Are they serial killers too? Um, that's an interesting question. It is.
2: It is. No, absolutely. What, Bill? What do you make? Um, since you're from that area too, and and you talked about your experiences there, you know the history of this, like former disgraced uh, police chief who was take? he was behind bars, he was arrested for porn and sex toys in his car, also sleeping with a prostitute. And a lot of people are saying, why wasn't this case pieced together years ago? Because they went back and revisited the evidence. Great work by Ray Tierney, of course, the Suffolk they, County they, DA. They
1: kept the cap on everything.
2: Yeah, why?
1: Somebody. From
9: what that. I understand, and I've talked to a lot of Suffolk people, there was very little cooperation between the FBI and the police. Um, the guy you mentioned, he got caught. He deserves what he got. He's in prison. He was a suspect, by the way, in these killings. Um, but he, this is these are very, very difficult. Uh, this guy knew what he was doing as far as uh, covering his tracks. Um, you know, he did everything that he thought uh, would lead to no discovery of the bodies. It took a long time to find them. So I, I don't think it's a, a lack of policing, and you always have rivalries between if you are in a zone and then other people, law enforcement people, come in, you're always going to have rivalries.
2: You know, uh, Bill, I want to ask you before uh, we let you go, the great Bill O'Reilly, about the new NYPD commissioner, Eddie Caban. Your thoughts? Oops, we're losing you, Bill. Let's not lose yeah. him when we have only two minute, a minute left. Yeah, let's have him call back, you guys. I, we, of course, the new commissioner uh, that just got in, it's Eddie Cavani. The first yeah. Hispanic
3: commissioner. Congratulations to him.
2: And congratulations to him. And finally, there's justice in the Hispanic community. Yeah, which is, by the way, it's great. We know Eddie. Oh, here's, okay. we got Bill. Yep, Bill, your thoughts.
9: I like the fact he worked himself up. You know, a Bronx guy. Um, he looks very aware to me of, uh, what the problems are. I'm not going to tell you what, uh, we spoke about cause it was a private conversation. Um, but I think he's going to be good I hope he is. And I'm rooting for him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. Everybody tune in tonight. Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly. He always has a blockbuster show. He'll be on at 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Uh, the number
1: one show besides you, Rita. And and this show, too. Don't forget about this, this show. show. <laughs> Bill,
2: thank you. We thank love you, you so thank much, Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly.
1: And wabcradio.com, 770 on your dial. And on your iPhone, on at 77 WABC, available in 185 countries. Wait, and, we, and, gotta get, wait, we got to get... We a couple says, more. And says, in the solar system. Yes. And,
4: <laughs> and what do we stand for? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and in the American, American way. way. Reporting from the Daily Planet Building.